Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Chatting and Shaking. My name is Lachlan Valley, your host, and it's a sunny afternoon here in Sydney, just walking to work, but I'll take the opportunity to talk to you guys about management. Now, I've been managing for four years in Australia, and throughout that time, I've come to realise that you're a manager, you have to sort of decide to start what sort of manager you'd like to be. And I decided quite early on, I wanted to be a manager where people we're friends with the person that you can come to you can invite in you can talk to and have to worry about not necessarily punishment but not have to be scared of them for one reason or another now when I first came you know, I think I was told by the person teaching me how to manage that there are different management styles he didn't put them out discreetly and tell me there's this type of management style and there's this type of management style but just like I said you're going to have to pick which one you want at the start some people don't even think about this and they just sort of naturally fall into a different style of management. But for me, I wanted to really make sure that the style I had fit with who I am as a person, so I spent a bit of conscious thought. So because of the management style I have, I don't think it's suitable for me to talk about other types of management styles, although I can probably briefly briefly go over the management styles that I've been experiencing um, with other people and working under. The first management style that I worked with was my first boss at the, at the Lion Hotel, and he was the person that first sort of introduced me to the idea of working as a manager and teaching me how to do those things. And I'd say his management style is something that inspired me to do my own, and that sort of goes by a model that uh, I like to call constant gentle pressure. It's a way to ensure that stuff gets done, but in a way that is gentle to the staff and constant because at the end of the day, you're looking to get something done to a high consistency. You need to be consistent with the, the staff as well. So an example of this might be quality of product. There might be instances where a cocktail gets put on the pass, for instance, where maybe that mince sprig is just a little bit rooted. And you notice you wouldn't personally be constantly sending that out as your cocktail or your bar, but one of your staff members has decided that that's suitable for a sale. First thing I'd do is I'd probably approach that cocktail and I'd, I'd approach the staff member that made it and make a little quirky joke about it. I'd be like, oh, you're looking a little bit sad today, mate, or something along those lines. That's sort of the, the vibe I go for when I talk about it. Now, this usually, first and foremost, puts it in light, so it brings it out to the front. It tells everyone who heard that, that this, is what, this might be an issue. And the biggest thing that does is it lets the staff member rectify the problem without being asked. I think that's very important. Uh, it's important for two reasons. The first is that if there are other people around who listen to the way you manage this person and manage the situation, then that staff member isn't embarrassed by what you've said. And secondly, it lets, doesn't necessarily trick the staff member, but it lets them solve the problem themselves. It gives them a chance to fix the issue themselves. And I think this is important because I don't know the exact science behind it, but I feel like it's more effective way of learning than being told that you're wrong. I think this has something to do with, I think it's synonymous with discovery learning models where you're asked to accomplish a task and the staff member goes out there 
independent of any sort of training and tries to teach themselves how to accomplish that problem. I think this is quite similar, just on a very small scale where you're highlighting an issue and the staff member has to go out and fix that issue themselves and learn how to fix that issue themselves. It might seem a little bit trivial considering the situation and the example I gave with the, the wilted mint streak, but I think the concept is the same. Another type of management style that I've come across, I'd say, would be, I know I need a, maybe a little bit of time to think about this, but probably firm and um, firm and assertive. Now, this is a management style that I don't like working under, and the, the reason for that is because I sort of feel like I'm a little bit of a slave to anyone that works with this management style, and personally, I don't, I don't react prop, uh, effectively to that. An example of this might be not necessarily uh, allowing the staff member to know quite unbiasedly that there is an issue, but rather telling them that there is an issue, telling them it's their fault, and telling them to fix it. Reminder, this so I guess at the end of the day, what you're looking for is whatever works for you. A lot of people, a lot of bar owners, and a lot of upper management will say the right management style is the one that gets the job done. I don't believe this is the case. I believe it's only part of part of the case. And the part of this case is that, yes, you need to get the job done, but you also need to get the job done consistently and over a long term. And I don't think that a lot of management styles are suited to getting this problem fixed and getting the job done long term. And the reason for that is, I think, for the exact reason I spoke about the second example of management style being firm and assertive, making me feel a bit like a slave, is long-term, you feel like a slave for too long, and you end up leaving that employment, and that's not a consistent way to get that job done long-term. All in all, I feel like you do need to have a bit of a balance. You need to work with who you are, but at the same time, you need to consciously be aware of who you are. And you also need to be aware of how your management style affects and influences your staff members, which will change venue to venue, will change from person to person. And just like human beings, you need to adjust based on your environment. In any case, hope you enjoyed this very little bit more of a brief episode on management styles and managing a venue. Um, please subscribe. I'll be releasing a little bit of tidbits of information here and there more regularly. And you don't want to miss out. See you next time.